Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The Bud Light story is a much bigger cultural story than it is an economic story. Because we don't have enough time in it yet to know what those economics will be. And we don't know whether or not the moves being made by Bud Light are enough to save them. What we know is that Bud Light screwed every pooch there is. If there was a pooch to do something to... Poor pooches. Poor little poochy pooches. It's madness. You can't fail this epically if you wanted to. All because they put together a campaign with Dylan Mulvaney, who is a man. You, The people at Fox News can write transgender influencer from now until the cows come home. He's a, It's a man, baby. He's a man. To not be honest is the rudest thing. To not be honest is more despicable than dead naming. To not be honest is more despicable than, well, many, many things. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY. That's the number. 833-468-8669. Where shall we start? Shall we start with the fact that this is not an attack on how people choose to live their lives? Far from it. This is an attack... I should say a response to an attack on how people tell us we're supposed to lead our life. In order to put this in its proper context, I have to go and quote, of all people, I didn't think I'd be doing this uh, anytime soon. Monster. Well, no, I I don't have to quote a monster. Thank you very much. I have to quote, Jonah Goldberg. I did not think that there would be a time USA. coming up in my in my uh, near future that I would be quoting Jonah Goldberg, but here it is, because he has it absolutely positively right. There's an article in the New York Times. How a campaign against transgender rights mobilized conservatives. Let us stop right there. Nobody on the political right was talking about transgender anything. RuPaul is there. You got Drag Race, a very popular show. You know what conservatives did? Never talked about it. I know this because I'm a conservative and I've been in a lot of discussions with a lot of people. So I don't call this, for me, anecdotal, but rather pure, raw, unadulterated science, people. You know, it's serious because Doogie Howser's playing and 
You can't talk seriously about science without Doogie Hauser. We weren't talking about it. We weren't discussing it. We weren't considering it. It wasn't in our heads. If somebody brought up RuPaul or, or Drag Race or something, someone would have gone, okay. And that would have been it. No one talked about it. We talked about it when you started going after kids. And so we are clear, the political left started going after children and expected the political right to do nothing. Going a step further, the political left went after children not only vis-a-vis this transgenderism, but also critical race curriculum in schools. Porn in school libraries, which it is, guys. Grow up. You know what it is. You know what you're doing. You want to sexualize kids. You're the weirdos. Not you, them. And parents stood up all over the place and said, wait a second, what is this? And what did you do? Called them, they called parents domestic terrorists. And then the fight was on. And then when the fight was on, you know what the political left said? Look at all these conservatives starting up their culture wars. Bitch, please. That is not what happened. This brings in Jonah Goldberg, whose anti-Trump uh, philosophy is so uh, such a radical departure from conservatism and from where I, I, I've seen his brain be. He writes that this article in the New York Times uh, gets the causality almost perfectly backwards. It wasn't the right's defeat that launched the trans stuff as a political issue. It was the left's success and need for a new cause, which in turn invited the conservative backlash. And yes, once the abortion conversation got moved, they needed something else. They needed something else, and absolutely we should not uh, you know, limit the, the, the realities of, of, of honesty. It is about the tearing down of of norms, the tearing down of society, and uh, trying to uh, cleave children from their parents. Without question, this is true. So Jonah Goldberg explains that uh, the issue didn't start with the GOP opposing trans athletes in sports. The issue started with pushing trans athletes in sports. You are not having a conversation regarding if a woman claims to be a man or a man claims to be a woman. You wanted to say a man can claim they're a woman and they can compete in women's swimming against Riley Gaines and she's just got to lay back and take it. I've been using the line from feminist to misogynist in less than a generation. I'm telling you, that needs to go on a t-shirt with pictures of Megan Rapino and Drew Barrymore and Jill Biden on it. Somebody, somebody in the art department, get on that immediately. But understand where it started from. Then when conservatives said, no, 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 no. The left scream, oh, you're trying to impose your values upon us. Are you people nuts? You wanted to impose your values on society. Some part of society said, wait, what? And then you got all crazy. Because that's the plan. That's the methodology. Oh, we're being rational. Look at what they're doing. They just won't let kids play. 
You think kids should get puberty blockers? Sorry, I think you're, abu- you're an abuser. I think you're an abuser. No, I don't think it. You're an abuser. I think that there are parents out there who love their kids and feel like they're doing best for their kids. There was a, a, a story. Oh, I, I know I have it. Where some parent is explaining that they just absolutely love their, 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 their child. They absolutely love their kid. And wherever their kid goes, they will, they will follow. Here it is. I, I knew I had the story. I have a child that identifies as non-binary. They might identify that way their entire life, or it might be a phase they go through. Either way, my role as a parent is uncon- unconditional love, understanding, and support. If it's important to them, I will follow them anywhere. This tweet got 113,000 likes, which means there's 113,000 people out there who don't know how to be parents. And yes, I'm now stating that there is a problem in society with parenting. You don't follow children. You lead them. You guide them. You impart wisdom upon them. And you let them go out there and at the first when if they should fail, you're there to help them up. But eventually you're there to provide the support by helping them figure out how to help themselves. And then they go about doing that. And that's how you create a self-sufficient being. My child wants to take puberty blockers. And so I will follow them. That's not parenting. Unconditional love. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people would agree with you there. Understanding in that love, sure. It doesn't mean saying yes. Doesn't mean saying yes. Because you can't apply this to other things. Could you apply this as was written by the people on Twitchy? What if the child thought it was really important that they play in a busy street? You're, you're an unserious parent if you're saying, oh, I follow my kids. Whatever my kids want, I do. That's weird. That's, we- that's weird. And that's, I think, garbage parenting. And maybe part of the problem we have in society. Back to Jonah Goldberg. He writes, just this year, the media and Biden administration introduced the idea of banning gas stoves. Republicans reacted, and in his words, and overreacted in some cases. And the media ran to the battlements to mockingly declare the right had just launched a new front in the culture war. But it wasn't the right. It was all the political left. But when you have a dishonest media, by the way, thank goodness for talk radio, only honest brokers out there, only people breaking this down in this way. Only people who are honestly stating that Dylan Mulvaney is a man, he'll always be a man, and he'll die a man. And right now, he is not only just playing the character, uh, engages in a caricature of a woman. It's this really strange, pre-teen, some people argue prepubescent kind of fantasy thing that nobody would allow this dude near their kids. Super creepy. Super, super freaky. So when Bud Light went down this road with Dylan Mulvaney, they never expected. 
any pushback. And the left screams culture war and, and who actually cares what they scream. And people like Ben Collins over at NBC say Bud Light caves to a mob that was shooting at and running over its products for giving a one-minute sponsored Instagram post to a trans person. First, um, uh, I, I, I think Dylan Mulvaney is an actor. I think this is all put on, and he's going to write the greatest book of all time. Um, but cave to a mob? Yeah, uh, Kid Rock goes out there and shoots some cases of Bud Light. That happened. I mean, that happened. Uh, then, then there's uh, Riley Green. Do you know who Riley Green is? Country artist. Uh, Riley Green is doing a doing a show, and one of the lines from one of his songs. The song's called "I Wish Grandpa's Never Died." One of the lines reads, uh, "And coolers never ran out of cold Bud Light." This was him in concert. And coolers never ran out of cold Coors Light. And people went crazy. It's incredible, culturally, how this story is taking hold. And the reason the story is culturally taking hold is that Bud Light and Budweiser punched their fan base in the face. Not by engaging this guy, Dylan Mulvaney. That was just stupid but by focusing on things that aren't beer. They focused on wokeism, nonsense, garbage, trash. They didn't focus on their customer. And the the marketing VP should get fired because you can't screw up this greatly and still have a job. The CEO of Anheuser-Busch made a statement. That statement didn't really do much. And um, you know what? I'll let you decide. We do a dramatic reading. AJ, this is my dramatic reading uh, music. How does that sound to you? Oh, I feel captured. You, it, it, you, do, do you feel um, uh, like you're about to experience something that is... Um, Meaningful and impactful? I hope so. I hope so, too. Is it too loud? That's wonderful. Okay, I'm going to start again. I got to warm up the instrument. (laughs) Here we go. As the CEO of a company founded in America's heartland more than 165 years ago, I am responsible for ensuring every consumer feels proud of the beer we brew. We're honored to be part of the fabric of this country. Anheuser-Busch employs more than 18,000 people, and our independent distributors employ an additional 47,000 valued colleagues. We have thousands of partners, millions of fans, and a proud history supporting our communities, military, first responders, sports fans, and hard-working Americans everywhere. We never intended to be part of a discussion that divides people we are in the business of bringing people together over a beer 
then why wasn't that your guiding freaking principle when you were selling us the beer? Oh, he continued. Um, my time serving this country taught me the importance of accountability and the values upon which America was founded. Freedom, hard work, respect for one another, he writes. As CEO of Anheuser-Busch, I am focused on building and protecting our remarkable history and heritage. I care deeply about this country, this company, our brands, and our partners. I spend much of my time traveling across America, listening to and learning from our customers, distributors, and others. Moving forward, I will continue to work tirelessly to bring great beers to consumers across our nation. He never says anything. The whole statement says nothing. And this cultural battle will rage on. Budweiser can't believe what's happening, and the left thinks this is a culture war. Budweiser is a fool, and you better believe it's a culture war that the left started. I'm Tony Katz. is on the downslide. That's interesting. That is a weird story. Alphabet owns Google, like that's the right the the umbrella. Like like for Facebook it's Meta. I don't know why they've done it this way, but but they have. Um the story goes that Samsung phones may switch their default search engine from Google to Bing. Hold, hold on. Hold on a second. Does that make me crazy? Does that make me crazy? Now, if they went to DuckDuckGo, I'd be out of my head excited. What's the... How much money are they getting from Microsoft to switch to Bing? How much money is Samsung getting? Google pays Apple $20 billion a year to have Google as the default search engine. Yes! 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 So how much is Bing gonna, gonna do? According to uh, uh, estimates, it's worth an estimated $3 billion. Like that's, wait, wait, is that, so wait, is that what Samsung makes off of it or is that what Google makes off of it for having the, 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 the search deal? Oh, that's what Google makes off of it for being the default search engine. So shares of Microsoft are up a percent. I'm sorry, that is... You have a Samsung phone. You want Bing as your search engine? Do you even care? I mean, maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. Meanwhile, uh, I'm going to give you some things about the economy to care about. Specifically, Janet Yellen... 
basically saying, yeah, don't lend money, banks. It'll be better for all of us. Dr. Matt Will is up next. This is Tony Katz today. Of course, of course, of course, there is the economy. The economy that we're dealing with right now simply is ugly. And I'm talking about world-class ugly. It's awful. It, it, as far as I'm concerned, we're talking flat-out dangerous right here. And it is so because I don't know how we can even begin to think that we're not in the recession and well into it. Yet the Secretary of the Treasury, Janet Yellen, Treasury Secretary, yeah, I got that right. She's out there saying, you know what? Maybe the banks are right. Maybe what the banks need to do is slow down on their spending, not their spending, their lending. Slow down on your lending. And then what will happen is uh, they won't have to raise interest rates. They won't have to raise interest rates and therefore everything will be better and the economy will be better and you'll be better off and I'll be better off. And no part of that is true. Let me bring in Dr. Matt Will right here, economist at the University of Indianapolis. Uh, I heard uh, Janet Yellen say this uh, the other day. I actually, actually read it. And I said, look, if banks aren't going to lend... Right then, then, then banks aren't going to lend, and that's the way it, it's going to be. But now you're encouraging this. You're encouraging a restriction on capital outlays, uh, a, a restriction on capital spending. You're going to absolutely further tank where this economy is. Why not just say, hey, how about we stop spending on the government side so we can make it easier on the, on the, on the private sector to go about building a business? Tony, um, okay, yes. What, what, what more can I say? You, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. When you sent me this uh, notice about what she said, I didn't believe you at first, I got to tell you, because this is totally contradictory to everything, everything that you teach in business. Every business owner in this country knows what she's saying is wrong. But let's go back just a little bit and explain that to run a business, people need money. You have to build your factory, produce your product, create your services. You need money. You get it from debt and equity. And so to say to businesses, no, don't get money to run your business. Tony, this makes no sense whatsoever. There is a logic to what she's doing. It goes back to the battle you and I talked about regarding Biden versus, versus Powell and the inflation battle, but it makes no sense whatsoever to say, let's shut down the economy to control inflation. The, the, the purpose, though, like, like, like if, if we were to take it a step back and ask, if banks were to do less lending, would we be better off? Like, would the economy be better off if, if banks were doing less lending? Well, Tony, uh, no, the answer is no. But what her logic is, which is totally convoluted, it makes no sense to me whatsoever, is it will reduce the amount of cash in the economy. That's true that the way cash gets into the economy is the Federal Reserve Board funnels it through banks, they print money, they funnel it through banks into the hands of business.